Jasmine. Who's going to be first on the scene? First day of the new year. Who's going to be in there? Oh. Find him anathema to what? I see we've got one. We got one in there. Okay. Trish is now number one again. So she has the advantage. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Yeah. Well, the first day, of, perhaps it's best not to talk about what people are going to eat, what they're going to wear, what we're facing, what we're going into. What we're going into is uh, 
Your own families, your own friends, your co-workers, everyone around you, everything everywhere all the time traded you in, sold you out, and they sold you out. But in Psalm 18, 16 through 18, it says, in 17, it says, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded my, me according to my, right, my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and I have not wickedly departed from my God, for... All his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was brought up right before him. I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands in his eyesight. With the merciful, with the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With the upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure wilt thou show thyself pure, and with the froward thou shalt wilt show thyself froward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but will bring down the high looks. And I think we all know what that means. For thou wilt light my candle. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness, for by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leapt over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who can, who is God save the Lord? And who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength and make my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hind's feet and strengthened me upon the high places and teacheth me hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by my arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation and the right hand hath holden me up and the gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them. They were not able to rise. They are fallen under my feet, for thou hast girded me with strength into the battle. Thou hast subdued under me those that rose up against me. Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They cried, but there was none to save them, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then I beat them, small as the dust before the wind. I cast them out as the dirt of the streets, and none of them, even unto the Lord, but... uh, and the Lord answered none of them, even unto the Lord. The Lord answered them not. 
Then did I beat them in the small as the dust before the wind. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of the people, and thou hast made me the head of the and <laughs> made me the head of the heathen. A people whom have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. The strangers shall, shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. If it is God that avengeth me, and subdueth me, and subdueth the people under me, he delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou lifted me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore will I give thanks of of thee unto the Lord among the heathen. And sing praises unto my name, unto thy name. Great deliverance giveth he to the king, and showeth mercy to his anointed, and to David, and to his seed forevermore. Amen. You getting it? Get that strength. For the Lord is throwing us into battle. And, uh, Take a look at this system being Something designed. I, pull, I pulled off the Bandot video in Fort uh, Greg Reese report that I thought was pretty good. So we'll take a big look. tech. In 2020, he moved to Montana and became okay. a. Wh- Not fair. Let's start. Share it widely. Aman Jabi has worked in Silicon Valley for 28 years. His background includes work on deep technologies that are involved in the new digital prison system being designed by big tech. In 2020, he moved to Montana and became a whistleblower, warning the public of the very real threat about to be unleashed upon us all, known by many as the Mark of the Beast system. Amon explains how accepting the digital ID is the basic premise behind it all. So by default, digital identity implies that you are always in a digital prison. Since you have a digital identity and you're in a prison, you are by default a criminal. So we don't trust you. Just like the old system, this new one is also voluntary. And you are supposed to know that it's a digital prison that you are voluntarily signing up for. And the reason for this is because in this new system, having a digital ID will be proof that you are a criminal. Because having a digital ID means that you are in a digital prison. And because you accepted it, you must be a criminal. Because of this, there is a new protocol being introduced with this system, known as Zero Trust. How is Zero Trust going to be used? Here's a lady, she wants to go and buy some beef. But let's say her carbon footprint or her beef footprint for the month has been exceeded. That door won't open. This digital prison is sneaking up on us all. There is no need for an implanted chip because everything is being done with facial recognition, which is already plugged into the entire system. America already has more cameras per capita than communist China, and our social credit score is already being logged. All we need at this point is a series of events that lead us all into having to make the choice of either accepting the new digital ID or saying no. 
Since the COVID lockdowns, new state-of-the-art LED lights have been replacing street lights in cities throughout the West. Aman explains that this is all part of the plan. These lights will be connected to everything, including your phone and your car. And in new cars, that includes 16 different cameras with LiDAR and sonar. These lights are being outfitted with LED incapacitators, which is a light technology that was first announced 15 years ago, back when it caused enough brain damage to make a person sick. Another strange weapon in the final stages of development is able to mount an all-out barrage on the optic nerve. The LED incapacitator was developed under the auspices of the Department of Homeland Security for the purposes of creating what we call a non-lethal defense system. And uh, this technology consists of a bright set of LED technology, light-emitting diodes, uh, that is designed to create uh, sort of temporary blindness, meaning temporary ability to not be able to see the person who we're trying to protect. If aggressors caught in its bright pulsating glare don't shield their eyes or turn away quick enough, Temporary blindness isn't the only effect they'll feel. The first time I saw the LED, I was in a darkened room, and within three or four seconds, I had reached forward and grabbed a hold of a lab bench because I was feeling a little bit uh, uh, dizzy or disoriented. The device's combination of different colors and random flashes can induce psychophysical effects, including vertigo and possible nausea. It's been nicknamed the puke light. It's been 15 years and our Silicon Valley whistleblower believes that this technology is now capable of killing people. Ultimately, we can say no to this. But if there's a critical mass that doesn't sign on to the digital ID, then this agenda gets weakened substantially. But we will have to first unify and come together. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Sorry about that. Um, uh, I was trying to be careful here. I got distracted. I didn't understand what was happening, but 
there's a reason we're going in the order we're going in. And um, that you heard that um, psalm first to strengthen you to understand that the enemy is fierce and you can't, you can't win. But with God, you win. That's the whole key, key to understanding David. With God, David wins. All the enemies, all the new people, all the strangers become putty in his hands. Become under his, right? Because he's king. He's got to, you know, rule the kingdom. He can't have rebellion everywhere. And they're rebelling on every side, trying to take him out. And he won't be taken out because he has God, because God has his back. And that's, and that's it. And so it's, you know, prepare for battle is to, to prepare with the Lord. Doesn't matter how big the enemy is. Doesn't matter how fierce. And then <clears throat> when you hear about these, the digital prisons, you know, I mean, the whole point of the 060606 and the, and the, and the quantum dot tattooed. Remember, we've talked about the quantum dot, the Luciferes. We have talked and talked about, you know, digitizing, you know, biology, the biodigital nexus point, which is one of the points of uh, some of the physics talk in uh, Girl Next. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure people don't understand. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm completely sure people don't understand that film. And that's okay. It's maybe 10 years ahead of its time. But um, in terms of what's there, but, you know, for people who've been doing the research, who've been understanding, it, they, they will, you know, it's there for them to, you know, confirm that, you know, the lead players like MIT and places like that, and they're working on this, you know, uh, digital ID, the digital prison system. Uh, the digital prison system is basically hooking human up to AI and then having everything uh, surveilling that person inside and out and turning them into basically automaton, robot, cyborgs, whatever you want to call them. But the bottom line is they are, um, you know, going to say, like, <clears throat> if you don't sign on to this, then <clears throat> we, um, what the Bible says very clearly is that the people that don't worship the beast will be killed. You know, and so I, what I would say to you is, well, there are worse things. So be it then. You know, and um, pray you have the strength to have a good death that day. Right? To smile in the face of your oppressor. To thank God you're going home. And to really be filled with so much joy that it defeats their entire purpose. To destroy your soul before God takes you. To get you to renounce before God takes you. To get you to renounce so that they can then kill you. Because that's... Do you know the communists back in the days, you know, World War II and all that, they did the very same thing? They would, they would make it so miserable that you would renounce Jesus, then kill. Renounce Jesus, then kill. Renounce Jesus, then kill. And they're doing it again. But they're not communists. Yeah, that's a... You know, a political term. It's like Nazi. You know what I mean? It's an inconvenient, very broad, unfortunate term. Nazi and communists, you can throw them out. What they are is a... They're not you. They're, they are the different species. They're not from you. They're not from God. And they never will be. And you can't make them. Now, this guy, 
this guy that defected here. You'll see that every once in a while, the prodigal son, and he <laughs> he became a whistleblower to, to because he felt guilty because you know he felt guilty, and that that's good. That that means he's a human. <laughs> but when they don't, they're not really human like you are. And their edict is always the same, destroy humanity, but first degrade, get humanity to, um, to, to you know, quit on God, quit on the Lord, quit on any hope of any, any God, anything that's out there. And they've done a good job of eradicating Jesus, but you've got to understand, Jesus is not gone. Jesus is in all things, including them. And so, once again, it's not really a um, dynamic contest, except to test us. And so we might as well get right into it, right? Start with ground running. I'm sorry that the mic didn't work at first, but now you've heard what I was going to say about the order of things. And I hope, hopefully you heard uh, Greg Reese's report on this uh, whistleblower um, I guess he's a guy from India that moved to Montana that is uh, exposing, um, oh, oh, gosh, uh, exposing the um, um, the digital prison system of the digital ID of Bill Gates and MIT. And Bill Gates and MIT, God laughs at that. God laughs at Bill Gates. Why not us? Why do we have to put up with this clown walking around claiming to kill, you know, you know, hundreds of billions or millions or claiming to have control over the human race? And so your governments are all a joke. And watch him walk around with that ugly face of his, walking around laughing and Mr. Controller. He's pathetic. To let these... You know, Harari and that and Schwab, they're clowns. And to have them at the head of anything compared to God is the biggest joke of jokes in the, that has ever been. And that's really the extra, extra mm, point, isn't it? To make the stupid rule over you. Oh, he's smart. No, he's not smart. He's network. He's network. He's network. They're all, you know, wedded, networked together, you know, to to produce a a bigger brain, which in Gates' case, I assure you, will do him no good. He's gone. But what remains there is a monster that wants really all human life except his own little cult dead. And that's the way they all are. And they all act like, oh, well, we could, you know, limit the... No, it's, they hate all... It's, the goal is all humanity, including all the plants, all the animals, not just you, but everything that God made, everything, just like Biden overturning everything Trump did. You know, it's like, like they want to overturn everything God did. Planets, suns, moons, everything, and still live on into victory. The, they, the, there is no way that that is a creation of God. And, it, you know, it, it's, um, I know that it's a spiritual thing to, to, for, for people to understand who they are. 
But I think that should dispel the rumor once and for all that uh, all people are the same. Do we have that problem here? All people are not the same. Right? They're the, the predators, the sociopaths who think they're, 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 they're building the future of humanity when all they're doing is being used by the other side to, to, you know, to, to finish the bargain that they made, which is uh, the apotheosis of them and the destruction of us is the price for the apotheosis of them to rise to be gods. You know, eternal in their own right. And when they don't even know what that means. They don't know what that means. They don't understand. They want to remain singular egos in their little bodies and, and, and have bodies they can try on. And, you know, they want to have that autonomous uh, cognition and consciousness as individuals so they can continue to exert their so-called will over the world. And their will is meaningless because the will is just simply a reaction to the hatred that they have of God. Therefore, no intelligence necessary. And we have to keep, you know, really emphasizing this that, and understand that no really intelligent being would, uh, you know, would proceed with, with anything. Um, the New York governor just signed a bill, you know, and again, first leading to open um, cannibalism, which is the next thing, so you might as well get ready for that. And uh, so to that end, the New York governor has signed a, uh, a bill that uh, says you can use human remains as compost. So getting closer. And they're going to do this all over the nation. Now, do you know these people? No, they're all, they're all, now they're Democrats, okay? They're all Democrats. What's the number one goal for the Democrat Party? They're all pedophiles now. Didn't used to be that way. But that's the number one thing they're pushing. Forced pedophilia, starting with the drag queens. Now we have the, 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 the kids being the drag queens. Under law. Uh, pushing the transgender political movement of castration and so forth. That if anyone um, disagrees, children are taken away. People are thrown in prison. Misgendering can get you thrown in prison. Do you see how wicked that is? Do you understand? We're, we're surrounded with the, uh, the extreme wickedness on the outside. Extreme wickedness beyond anything any of us could have even imagined. But don't worry. You'll see your celebrity. You know, the same celebrities they bring out every time that they give all the awards to. They'll be coming out and eating their leg of man. All their kids transition. Overnight! And it'll be in your face in all the magazines and all over the place. Because when people don't feel guilt... They become monsters.
and the people in Hollywood are basically MK Ultra type, you know, I mean, derivation of many years of programming, but most of them are programmed. And, oh, yeah, well, there's also the rumors of cloning and cloning centers and all that. And, of course, Keanu Reeves sort of admitted that when he, uh, when he did his stupid movie. Really dumb, really a dumb, idiotic, dumb film called Replicas. Now, you remember that? They tried to do a kind of little Matrix-y thing going on with the... But basically, he loses his family in an, in an auto accident and then clones them all back. And then they're having a nice dinner at the end. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a smart boy, Keanu? And, um, you know, and, and everything carries on. You know, the memories, this and that, and no difference. And I... <laughs> You know, to a person with discernment, to a person that has any kind of fear of God or self-respect, they would never do a movie like that, you know, a propaganda piece like that. To promote, uh, you know, basically, you, you know, that clones of clones of clones of clones uh, will do it. I mean, you're almost better off going into the metaverse and imagining it. You know, and, and living there with your imagination of your family, that would almost be a way more, not just humane, but a way more a respectful position, if you are, in fact, still a human being, Keanu. I mean, everyone loves you. You know, if you are still intact, which I've doubted since that day I saw that. Because nobody would do that. Unless you're just, you know, living unaware of everything. And you don't seem to me to be that kind of person. So, you know, we're addressing him directly here, folks, because sometimes they listen. And it's amazing <laughs> that, you know, the reach we had, I mean, at one point we had the satellites and all that. We were all over the world. And, but the Zeph report is really, you know, what this whole thing is. You know, my journey, really, I mean, I'm the one speaking here, but I feel like it's it's a God thing. It's like a spirit thing. And it appeals to probably about, you know, 5% of the population. But the 5% we're speaking to are, would be spiritual leaders. Actually, people that can make a difference in their own communities. You know, uh, you know, pastors have tuned in here, and sometimes they like to argue with me, you know, just... And that, you know, which is usually <laughs> a deprogramming operation. Uh, you know, but people that, you know, you may be lowly in life and your jobs and things, but you're leaders in, in the spirit. And you will take your place as those leaders because they're, they're going to need to hear from you. So this is really kind of a preparation of those people for what we're going into. And it always has been. It has never been for a broad sector. It has never sought popularity. The, the, the idea of seeking popularity here at the Zephyr Report is absurd. It is, it is, you know, it's his journey. And it's always been that, you know. It's been my personal journey from, I guess, the pure hell of not fitting into society 
um, to um, speaking about what God wants me to speak about. I mean, it's always been that way. When you speak like that, your families will tend to want to lock you up, which is exactly what's going on. They want to lock you up. They want to lock you away. They want to send you, if you're young enough, to like a boarding school or something to beat some sense into you or hook you up in the army or even get you in trouble and send you to jail or kill you. And these people are the leaders of God who are in that cat. You know what I mean? That's the leaders. Well, God's not going to select from the, <laughs> from the conformed, is he? So that would leave you. It's on your shoulders. You're the ones that have been chosen. You're the ones who have been anointed. You're the ones who have been given prophetic gifts. And I'm here to tell you, okay, it's time to stop marveling at all this stuff. You know, as if some strange thing has happened to you. And start getting with it. And that's what 2023 is all about. It's, it's, it really is, you know, meeting the enemy. There is an enemy. And these people that are the enemy, they look like human. But I guarantee you, most of the leaders on that side are not human. But they're, they're anti-human. They're anti-God, so they're anti-human. They're anti-God, so they're anti-planet. They're anti-God, so they're anti-matter. They're anti-God, so they're anti-water. They're anti-God, so they're anti-carbon. They're anti, you know, God, so they're anti-organic. You know, they're pro-synthetic, which is what they want to transform humans into electric, synthetic, digital beings in a digital prison with the souls all muted and the consciousness harnessed to create more whatever it is that they're, you know, spiritual adrenochrome, which is basically trauma, which they feed on just like blood. You know, they're They're wicked. And the ones in Hollywood, you, you watch, watch Disney keep stumbling. You know, bringing this Iger guy back now is a joke. It's a man that was, you know, in the 80s, he should that was the end of his run, right? He was setting it all up for this. He, you know, he was brief like everybody else to sell out humanity. So he put a big knife in the back of humanity, turned Disney into a uh, pedophile center, and off they went. We all know it. You know what I mean? It's just basically it's it's basically there to create you know imaginable worlds, and um, you know it's 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 designed to do one thing. They have an appetite for children. You know, I mean that's obviously what you know. The whole point of Disney is is you know back in the day of Walt Disney, the same crap was going on. You know, but it was done differently. But they were always putting subliminal messages in their in their cartoons, you know, to sexualize children. I mean, it's it's an old, you know, it's duh, you know, it's like an old thing. But it's just to show you that that was at one time an institution, but it should have never been trusted. You know, and none of them should have been. Everything is like a Venus flytrap for kids. That's what they're really interested in. And, um, you know, it, it's... Uh, you know, anyway, all of that will be confirmed in the next... By the end of this next year, it'll be out. 
And uh, it's got to depend on you people what you're going to do. You know, I doubt you're going to just let them have their way with the kids and therefore destroy all yourselves because God's wrath will come down on this country. And I mean hard. Hard. Meaning most will be killed. I mean real hard. Nuclear war, something like that, you know, some maybe an escape virus. Who knows what it is? But I mean, it's coming down to like crunch time here. The enemy is no longer concealed. The enemy of humanity, they're not my personal enemy. They're the enemy of, huma- of, of God. So they're the enemy of what God made. Can you see that? It doesn't have to be personal with me. I have no personal interest in any of them anyway. They have no interest in me. I have no interest in them. The only thing they're interested in is gratifying their own flesh and boasting about how many cars they have or how much success they have in the world and what fools everybody else is. That's why God took Tate out. Because he was proclaiming God was in this. And I doubt God would be saying, yeah, calling poor people losers is not really a good way to get good with God, amen? <laughs> I don't care whether you go Muslim or whatever you do, whatever God, it's still the same God, right? The creator? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, there are people that are vacillating back and forth, and it's a setup. It doesn't matter. I got the word from the Lord, so I said it. I, I'm off to another subject. I'm not even, you know, it's gone for me. It is what it is. And, and they've all been running. Oh, no, this is, a, oh, oh, he'll be back tomorrow. Oh, no, this is a, you know, and they're all prevaricating. But when you talk to the Lord, you don't prevaricate. You just put it out there. You just go. I don't, I'm not vacillating. Maybe we shouldn't, we shouldn't grab onto that. I know I grab onto what God has me grab onto. As long as I do it with God, it's accurate, so I don't have to worry about it. I just move on to the next, you know. Obviously, there's a lot more issues than that. That was a you know, blip on the radar, over with. Now, continue. <laughs> I had to restrain myself from, uh, you know, sad guru today. It was because he's got like you know all this promotion and cameras and crew, you know, to make it all look like he's he's got this whole new world for the kids, and it's all about joy and peace, and and it's going to be wonderful. He's selling this utopian idea. He is such a fucking asshole, man. I mean, I just can't believe there aren't more people stomping his. Guts out, at least literarily, you know what I mean, with words. But it's so obvious what he's doing. He's, and he's, pay, he's got all this money from the WEF to, to influence all these people to, you know, they think they're building a good world for humans. And, and he knows better. He knows what the plan is. See, that's what really pisses me off. He knows that the plan is for those kids not to be a lot, you know, to not be there. You know, to not be saving the soil for anything, but getting off the soil. He knows that. Yet he's promoting the lie anyway, because he's getting rich. But, you know, no gurus, man, no gurus. This is admittedly the worst, you know, quote, guru that's ever appeared, but he's good enough for them because they've all been dumbed down. And he says nothing, and they go, oh, thank you, guru. Oh, I feel so much better now. It's so good to have a holy man here. A holy man? This is not a holy man. 
This is a carnal man. He dresses up in an outfit to make you think he's a religious guy. He's no sadhu. He's no renunciant. He's no Hindu. He's no yogi. All of this is a lie. And why, why are we having to deal? Why? Because people are listening. And they want to be a part of it. And so, the people are bringing on their own deaths and they're cheering on their imminent death. On the other hand, we have to have supernatural strength to defeat this uh, scourge that is, um, you know, really uh, wanting to go ahead and ramp up and take over everything and, you know, and, you know, and do, you know, turn it into one big, uh, you know, prison population, prison planet, just to basically a, a shithole. Uh, hell is too big for them. No, no, no. You, you, hell would take some intelligence on their part to even understand. They don't go to that point. They're thinking about when they get to sit down and eat shit in front of each other to see who can eat the most. I don't even want to go into their debauchery games. I don't want to. It's too gross to talk about. Can't do it. But I'll just say that when you have leaders like that, who could care less about anything but themselves and their own vanities. You, you know, the people are going to suffer. And the people, you know, seem to, uh, because of fear of being called outcast or being canceled or whatever it is, they conform to their own death warrants because they don't want to be left out of, of a cult that already hates them it hates their guts. It has no plan for them in the future. And this is the future of children. They have, there is no plan for the future happiness of any child. Just the opposite. Because they have disdain for the creation. Disdain. And what's the, what's the object of disdain will always be the baby and the child, right? The younger, the more pure, uh, the more close to the source, God, that they can get. That's what they want to attack. And so, you know, yes, and they're trying to push, the because they, you see, to take people away from God, they have to get the consent of, you know, the people. And once they get the consent, then they can kill them. You see, otherwise, their souls would go back to God. You see, otherwise, uh, they would have broken. The, see, they know the contract. We have a contract with God here. We have a rule book. And the rule book is you can't tell the public anything about who you are. You have to remain concealed. You have to convince them to give up their own free will choice in the matter without you know, forcing them in order to uh, cancel their uh, assent. They must renounce and join you in earnest, which is something maybe no human can actually judge. In earnest. 
for their plan to actually work, for them to take away, to, to, to stop that return to God, which is pure joy. What else about God? Well, I mean, I think the Psalm, you know, 18 kind of sums up how God feels about battle, right? You know, he, he you know, has warriors who go into battle. You know, the, God needs warriors that won't shirk, that won't cower, that won't run away from a righteous battle. And I think you're going to see a lot of people stepping up worldwide. You know, really just, you know, we forget about nations now. There are no nations. They talk about nations in the Bible, but, you know, it's, it's, it's when you have oligarchs running everything, like Clown Schwab and, you know, Ratface Harari, when you've got that, you know, dumb and dumber, you know, trying to run something as complex as God's creation. You, you just have, you, guffaw! <laughs> you get, you get, I got a story for you. I got to dance a jig on the table. I can't, I mean, that's the only way you're going to even know what I'm talking about. Here, give me some uh, shot of whiskey too. Yeah, all right, turn the music up. These clouds are running things. The lowest of the low, the lowest common denominator who think they're so smart they can lecture you, who write nothing but conquer their books. I talked to someone the other day about this one writer, a writer, you know, someone glorified by, you know, the uh, the press. Well, the press doesn't know what, you know, anything either. But that that uh, this guy had read Harari's book, was, was really impressed with it, he really liked it. And, of course... The intelligentsia is going to be as stupid as Klaus Schwab. And, you know, and if you can get your mind right and you can read their writing, you see they're full of shit too. The only way you're ever going to be clear as a writer, ever, is you have got to have a grounding in the Holy Spirit, in God, in spiritual walk. Without that, you're just never, you, you know, you could be clever, you could be, you know, I don't know, you could be whatever. You could be just like all the stuff you read People Magazine, the New York Times, and all that stuff, but you're a hack, you're nobody, you're nothing. In the real game of writing, you're zero. Uh, reviews are meaningless. The people who follow you and read your books are meaningless. In fact, the onus is on you to provide them good food, truth. And when you don't do that, then, you know, what is the enterprise there for? Listen, I've got the dubious honor. I got kicked out of a vanity publisher the other day for my content of novelizing Girl Next. You want me to tell you a little bit about how, what a loser the world considers me? The whole goal was I was going to, you know... uh, Published this book through self-publishing because I knew that no one in New York would uh, take it on. Nobody would, you know, nobody really, you know, they shit all over our film and everything else. So, 
You know, it's just, it, that's just the way it is. It, no, I know a lot of people, it's so unfair. They would, you know, read like Glass Matter. Oh, it's so unfair. They would look at, you know, even old you know, works I've done in the arts, you know what I mean? I do the arts because that's where I have a talent, that's what I'm led to do, you know. And, and I think what God's doing there is, so they'll shit all over it. And then people will say, oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> They don't see the real thing, you know, they don't see, the, you know, it's like, exactly, they don't see me at all. How one guy put it, he watched, uh, I guess it was Dementia, Dementia was like half a film, that's a film I totally screwed up on, because, uh, I, you know, I, I like to say it's because I'm going through a lot, but I think it was just, you know, it's just I needed another film if I was going to be a director, and I think I was trying to do too much, but whatever, uh, it, it would have been a great film had I done just done what I wanted to do, which I could have done, but I didn't. And I've always been guilty about that. Well, you know, my own weakness, I thought, well, they know what they're doing. Give it to the distributor. Let them cut it. You know, they wanted to, to distribute it, so here you go. And let them cut it, and they cut it into an abomination, and they put it out there. And it's been, hey, hey it's been, you know... It got exactly the kind of treatment I thought I would get and everything else. But then, you know, it's been, it's, 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 see, what I've gotten through with God is like, if they really like it, then you're fucked. You get me? So I'm completely kind of back. I would get by this uh, Girl Next Novelization. So the Girl Next Novelization came as an idea because people wanted to know more about what was going on, you know, more of the technical, more of the scientific, about MKUltra, mind control, mind control techniques, trauma-based mind control, drugs used, uh, why, why the use of voltage, uh, how does that work with data, and, and a, 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 how does that work with carrier waves, and, and filled with data, how fast can you um, change out one life for another in a human being and then have them function that way. So a lot of that goes back to MIT, goes back to, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, goes back to you know, Julian West, goes back to, so all that's in there, you know, a lot more meat on the bone that you can look at about what uh, was going on because, you know, being low budget, we couldn't show all the apparatus and all the stuff, you know, going on, you know, and so, you know, we, we're, we're, we're kind of having to give it a little bit of a shorthand there and that's why it's nice to have, but who's going to give you a lot of money to do a film, you know, that's going to be, you know, politically, you know, incorrect. You know, we have a transgender person in there that is like says fuck off to the, uh, to the PC, to the, to the, you know what I mean? She follows her own, she does her own thing, you know, and has been for years and years. And I think that's what probably got me kicked out of there. You know, because it's so anti, you know, it's not like together we'll, we'll accomplish yeah, together you'll kill everybody. That's what, whichever cult's on top, that's what they want to do. Kill everyone that doesn't agree or that doesn't fit even better. Very Adolf Hitler, very Nazi. And so, you know, but you have to understand, the whole goal of writing is to get a good publisher and become friends with an editor that you can trust and, and to be publishing books and get the public to buy them and read them. They have completely blacked me out. And I've been blacked out since day one, and I will continue to be blacked out till the, till the end, but people will find me at some point, maybe when this is all in ruins, and they'll, they'll go, oh, 
You know, because there's truth in Lamb. There's truth in Glass Backwards. There's truth in, in uh, you know, a lot of truth in uh, Girl Next. And there's a lot of truth in this novel that I did. Well, they wasted me a week. And then they sent me this bullshit letter. The company's called Book Baby. It's, you know, a big self-published, you know, because why try to go to a publisher if you're me? There'd be no reason. I could be the best, technically the best writer in the universe, but, you know, the odds, you know what they want. So, that, so we don't want to waste time. So they wasted a week of my time. And then they sent me this letter. They said, oh, and, and this is after, you know, I already had it read by people. I had it read by, we, Trish and I have been doing proof drafts and Larry, our director, you know, Crazed House uh, uh, ma- manager and, you know, partner. He, um, he read it, and of course he's very interested in it. And, and, you know, so we had all that feedback about how coherent, you know, how it followed. I didn't take a lot of paths off the movie. It was all, you know, right there. Not, not no showing off, but but some a lot of interesting facts and factoids put in there about who these characters were. You know, I'm kind of answering the question when people tried to figure out what the story was about. You know, the the few people that that uh, liked it, the rest will have to go to back to school. To, or I don't know what they would do. <laughs> Live on another ten years, and maybe they'll understand it. But um, anyway, it, it, it really, I think it's going to be a good thing. And we're going to include the score, uh, the score, um, which is an, an award-winning score by Colin McGinnis, who's an amazing composer, and have that like, you know, you can get a download of that with a QR code and publish that. And we're going to take it to a, a you know, horror convention in, uh, you know, coming up this spring. And, you know, we also got Berlin coming up and other things coming up. We got a lot of work we got to do. And so I sat down to write this thing. It just poured out of me, just like, wow. And I really got my licks. I got to write the way I really wanted to write, you know, which I write sparse, but concise. And I have my own style, my own way of doing things. So so they said, oh, well, it's... The draft is so rough, the, the editors don't think it's editable. Well, but, it, but see, their mistake is, I've already got my network. We've already got three, four drafts in already. We got great readers already read it. We know that it's coherent, it makes sense. We understand how to write, we've been at it a long time. So then the next sentence is, the violence and the content and you know, it's just, we don't, it's just something we just can't handle. So they tried to find something specific. But what it is, is the entire book is repulsive to them. Every page, every word. And, you know, I've never been kicked out of a vanity publisher. This was an all-new low. And I said, you know, I started off, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'd start off at a higher level. Now I'm, I'm, I'm being, you know, like thrown into the shitter and flushed and hope, hopefully they'll disappear. You know, and so as so I get this notice back, 
And now I get ads for Book Baby every week saying, hey, the next step after editing, they think I bought the editing. So now the next step is, well, it's time to make a book. And so I'm getting all this mail about the next step at Book Baby. So they didn't even kick me outright. If they kicked me outright, it would have been a managerial decision. I would have gotten a note from the manager that would have, don't know, they just, it was just, uh, you know, handled by children, by babies who don't want to take responsibility for their words and their actions. No, I didn't sue them. I, you know, I didn't, I just wasted time. And so, you know, uh, some other things happened, and now, you know, the book is basically going to be published in, you know, the real way, the right way. Isn't that something? How God had something. God's going to make a way for all this stuff. The corruption on, uh, you know, we had to really deal with corruption on IMDb. I mean, there's, the trolling there is so bad that uh, we, you know, basically what it is is any independent film, they they have professional you know, people that go out and destroy it. They, you can read the reviews. They 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 act like they you know when you know the movie, like they haven't read anything. They go, this is trash. No directing, no acting, no dialogue, terrible script, and avoid it. They don't say any detail what it's about or anything. Okay, these are like pros. They're hired. And then they have another technique where they they have bots for votes, and they you know. <laughs> If they want, if you want to go down, you, you, if you want to attack somebody, you can go buy like a thousand tens, let's say, because no one gets tens, like right between one and ten, and then they'll mark it down three points. Say, sir, we didn't buy those bots. We didn't buy any votes. We didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. That's your average now. We're not going to change it. We're not, you know, it, it, you look at the voting and go, but our average is eight. And then it's like sitting at four now. And I predict they're going to move it down to like one or maybe zero. I Maybe, you know, Girl Next will end up being zero. That's how much support we have. Um, I don't give a shit anymore. Not here to please them. I do find it interesting that they have these tactics. And Amazon owns IMDb. IMDb is unfair. Um, you know, they, 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 if you do a film through Amazon, you're like a, with Chris Pratt, you got all tens or whatever. You know what I mean? They lift it up and you're in the, you know, you're in, you know, you, they're all going to write nice things about you. So, to do anything really in film, I feel that we, God's given us unction to make, you know, films despite the hostility. You know, to put, because we have the God signature on all of them. Don't need to do a, quote, Christian film to have the signature of God. The signature of Jesus. The signature of what? Truth. You don't need to, right? There's a lot of people out there, oh, this is truth. They'd make a beautiful movie with, you know, A-lister actors and all the sumptuous editing and spend millions and millions of dollars on everything. And it looks beautiful, but it's a nice set of false teeth. You know it and I know it. Nothing over, you know, maybe today, nothing over $2 million will ever really be true. 
because people will step on it because they want to be liked. They want to be in the mind control. They want you to, to, to have wokeness. They want you to, 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 to kowtow. And they want you to bow down or they're going to crush you. So, if you, what? No, I have the dubious distinction. A van, rejected by vanity publisher. That's, that's a badge of honor, folks. You know, from my perspective, it, it may be painful. The Lord just says, when it's not painful, you'll be healed. It shouldn't be painful. And right now it isn't. Right now it's pretty funny. You know, this is the, you know, pretty much, you know, and I, I understand how, you know, I, I predict that in, in the future there will be the opposite because once they start seeing you as the opposite, you could, something like this can happen. All of a sudden you have this hit and everyone loves it. They don't even know why that is. They shouldn't have that. And then they do, and then God raises you up in front of them all, raises up a standard. There's nothing they can do about it. That happens too. And I've experienced that as well. So we'll just see. But um, I've tried to quit IMDb Pro, tried to get out of there. But uh, they they won't let me. So you're paid up through J- July of 2023, and that's when it'll end. It's like, no, you don't understand. I don't want to be associated with you because you lie on your statistics. You mark people down where they should have a seven- and then they have a four or whatever. I mean, you, you, you lie, and then you push the, uh, the system, the beast system movies, up when everyone hates them. And you bury our movies so no one ever sees them. Great. Well, in case you want to go, right? So when you're a patriot or whatever, and, you know, and you're making these documentaries, they're never going to buy anything from you. you know? There's no need to put it on there. Just get it out to the people. You know, but if you're going to do something more serious where you have to have the cooperation of distributors and sales agents and people like that, you got to have something they want. Well, I believe that... The, so how can you think that going this way, continuing to go this way, Zav? How's this going to come out? Because they will. They will want this brand bad soon enough. Because we are the next thing. Not them. People are tired of them. But through these trials and tribulations, we not we no we don't hold fast. Like, oh God, we rejoice. Don't think about it again. Let them do their stupid games. Because we know if God gives us unction to do something, and He will make it successful. Not them, and not us. We'll show up. We'll do what we got to do. We'll do everything. But I mean. It's, it's got to be God first. Just like the novel, the novel I did. Where did that come from? There was just a welling up of like a God's will. Nobody could even stop it. Before you know what I was writing, before you know what I was done. That just doesn't happen. Novels are hard to write. Very hard. You know, and the, they need practiced hand more than, say, a nonfiction piece. It takes a practiced hand, someone that you know, has been been at it, you know, Lord of the Craft. 
it just came out. It was just like, oh my God, it's just like a force. And uh, it's it's opened up some some doors. Since that rejection by the vanity, God shut that door. And so that's too low for you. And so, you know, yes. Just like I can't say any details about it because we're uh, <clears throat> we're on the verge of signing up the deal, but I can just say this that uh, I just watched a miracle of God with this thing because I got I got the letter and I, I sent it out to my friends. And I said, "Can you believe I actually got kicked out of a vanity publisher? I actually got seriously kicked out." I mean, that used to happen with New York. Yeah, like New York, the publishers would read it and they. They go, oh my God, this is so well written and so, but we could never publish anything like this. <laughs> so those, you know, so it's uh, it's just curious. Anyway, so it's you know it's going to be uh, published, and we have to get that all ready for the uh, convention too. I'll be signing some books there. I did do a novelization with Brian Usda on Society, and um, we were collab. We did it together. I don't know. He's going to have to figure out what he's going to do with that. He had a publisher already for that. So I, I don't know where that's going to be. I've, I haven't been in touch. I've uh, <clears throat> been really busy myself with this. And um, I may settle down and write another novel of the uh, Quantum Devil as well. Uh, here's another thing. You know, the thing is not out yet till May, you know, premiere in May. And I think we're going to run it at uh, Berlin, coming up here just for the market, and then, you know, May. And uh, and then at that point, we're going to have some theaters and some, you know, be out there for people if they want to see it. And uh, it may be nice to have a novel of that. I don't know if I'm feeling that, like if I'm the one to write it yet. You know, but that that may be nice to have as well for, for, well, it just depends how you publish it. You know, if it's going to be, a, it's going to be like Girl Next, Girl Next, I, with our producer, uh, Lawrence, who's, you know, most everyone involved in Crane's House is in Europe, not here. And th- there's a reason for that. We're We're banned here. Uh, you, you know, just trying to make a film in Austin and, you know, the woke crew, you know, can you imagine having to keep those uh, jackals off of us while we're trying to do a movie and then they just keep trying to get in the way and fuck everything up? And it's, you know, on purpose because, you, you, you know, you're not in the revolution, you know, you're the enemy. And we did it. No problem. And the only reason we had the strength to do it is because of the Lord. And then, the, then it went out and won 80 awards around the world or so. I'm just, you know, and many, many good reviews, uh, professional reviews, and some, you know, you know, not so good. But the fact of the matter is, whatever rating they give it, you can't take away the 80 awards. I mean, people are not stupid. They're not going to come to that kind of consensus everywhere but the United States. It's getting all these awards. Isn't that something? Isn't that interesting? In my own country, they have no clue who I am. You know, in all, all the endeavors, I'm doing, what I'm doing, even like the Zephyr Report. Some people are here, but there's a lot of people overseas. 
you know, and and it's not integrated with my arts work, you know, it's not really together, but it's more together than it was. At least I'm Zeph, you know, and and uh, I'm not Woody Keith and Zeph. I'm Zeph who was Woody Keith, and uh, people say, well, why did you change your name? Well, I was called by the Lord. And when you get that call, the Lord sometimes names you your name. He said, your name is, you're lying and your name is cursed. Here's, you know, you need a name with Z-E-D in it, Z-E-D. Because that's the end. And so you're always around at the end. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Well, I do know what it means, but I don't want to harp on it. But it's scary. You know, but Z-E-D. So, you know, Zephaniah. Daniel, you know, Daniel, the Bible, you know, God. And E is really, you know, it's ill-defined. It's Elijah, it's eternity, it's, you know, ether, it's whatever it is. But it had to have that. And so that became my pseudonym for the book Lamb. There's a good book if you want to read a good book. A real Christian book that the Christians rejected. Oh, yes, they rejected it. Oh, boy, did they ever. And um, people go, I don't understand why that happened. That's a good book. Well, you know, and and even that on, you know, like Amazon or whatever, it's got like a 4.5 rating or something, you know, know, good rate over all these years. Uh, You know, I'm sure if it was in a mainstream situation, they made a movie out of it that rating will go from 4.5 down to about 1.3 or something. Oh, don't even, don't go there. Don't defend me. It's okay. You know what I mean? They're going to do what they're going to do. And, you know, unless you're a glutton for punishment, don't do anything in the the mainstream where you're one of us and they're them because they're just like rabid wolves waiting to tear you to pieces. And all they want to do is get you to commit suicide. And you can feel that, that hatred. Oh, boy. And they're like, you know, we'll tolerate these other people because at least they play the game. You know, even if they say they're Christian or whatnot, they're kind of still in the system and enough so we'll leave them alone. But people are just like wandering around out there able to do something, have a voice, be an influencer. We're never going to let that happen. And I say, fine, I'm not here to influence anybody. I'm not here to do anything. You know, so, so thank you for all the harassment. Thank you for all the unfair dealing. Thank you for all the lying and cheating in your reviews and all the, you know, get, you know, barking us down. And, you know, just trying to make sure we can't sell anything, can't do anything, can't walk, can't talk. You just, you, you already execute, you already basically judge us and execute us before we ever get a chance to even try to put bread on the table for making a living. You make sure that our kids starve. You sure do. And you've done this every day of my life. Every day. Every single day, it's the same thing. The same repetition, the same cacophony of, you know, hate psychosis, paranoia, whatever whatever drives them. Vengeance, I suppose. Well, not their vengeance, the vengeance of the, the one that animates them. 
against anything of God. And so when they induct you into entertainment, which is their thing to control the masses, you had better be on board with them or it's going to be a problem. You think they're going to let people out there, they're going to change things and bring things into more normal views, make backwards, back forwards again, which was supposed to be in the first place? You think they're ever going to do that? Uh, well, only if they're taken over, thrown out, slain, whatever, and that, that space is open. And I think that's what, that's what uh, Crazed House is. I think we are that sword. That, you know, that we are there to bust the entire paradigm apart because it's false, because they're false, because they're liars. Who wants to be entertained by a bunch of liars anyway and influenced into all their, you know, evil and, and then telling ourselves it's good, that we're being virtuous? Who wants to do that? You only bring bad karma on yourself. God is not mocked. We reap what we sow. We sow what we reap. So if we're sowing, you know, cannibalism and pedophilia and not taking care of kids and, you know, you know, pushing the transgender and the gelding of the kids and it's all political and it all has to do with Satan and Baphomet and all that, if that's what it really is, which of course it is, um, do you want to be part of that in order to sell a book? Now, Michelle Archie, y'all remember her? Uh, fabulous writer. The last thing she left us with was this book that I inspired her to write, which was about, um, you, know, you know, what we called the whammy in a script that producer Mike and I came up with. Yes, producer Mike's out there swinging along. <laughs> yeah. Unheralded. You know, had, had a... Uh, he probably wouldn't have been running Hollywood had he... Not had Jesus in his life. But um, it's called The Whammy. What it was about, what it was about um, powerful people uh, having, you know, sex with children. This was back in the 90s. And having these parties with, you know, magic and drugs and all, pyramids with all, you know, in mansions in Bel Air and Beverly Hills and so forth. And uh, vigilantes being called by a force, like by an avenging angel, but it was in the form of some kind of machine that would dispense drugs or some kind of drug or substance to these disparate people, three of them, uh, two guys and a girl. And then they would become these like superheroes after they took the drug and then be like a van, a black van waiting for them, filled with weapons. And they would be driven, you know, automatically drive to wherever that party was and basically slay all the adults, the senators, the, you know, the mayor, the whatever, all the little flitty little girls, you know, the, the, the you know, and everyone. But then they would let the kids who were usually bust in from the orphanage and they'd let the kids go. And then they'd wake up the next day and go to work one was like a secretary, one was a salesman. I forget what the other, one was a mechanic. Right, salt to the earth. So they go to work, 
They had no memory of it at all. They started kind of putting it together. They had no, they read about it, you know, it wasn't like pedophile rings, like these terrorists in, invade, you know, a home in Bel Air and, you know, this giant, like, you know, 50,000 foot mansion. And, you know, then there's you know, putting kids in danger. <laughs> so eventually it becomes a shootout in the end between them and like full armies of, you, you know, the, the armies of the world who all think they're right. And they, they do a really good job. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're hitting them and they're not feeling, you know, the bullets too bad. And eventually the bad guys win. And they're gunned down, but they, they did a lot of good. And our detectives who have been trying to figure out what all this is about, how all this is coming about, where the hell this is coming from, uh, realize that those kids are being bussed in from the orphanage. So, you know, orphanages around Los Angeles. So they basically, you know, in foster homes. And and this was way before there was ever a Zephyr report. And do you know that we actually showed that script to a couple of producers? We were laughed out of the room. <laughs> Literally laughed at. And it was such a cool, so, but Michelle Archer got the, uh, the bug for it. So she ran with it and she came up with a, uh, a book about it. And I don't believe that book was ever published. I, so I was started reciting it here. I was going to do an audio book, but I wasn't doing a very good job. And, um, you know, it needed to be better than that. So we've got it somewhere around here. I'd have to make a deal with her estate. She's, Passed away a number of years ago from, obviously she had heart issues and uh, wasn't getting enough oxygen to her lungs, to her heart. And, you know, she had to be on oxygen therapy and, you know, she died young in that sense. But uh, she encouraged me to write too. I mean, because I I quit because I, the, I didn't like, the treatment I got was so bad that I, it made me feel so bad as a human being the kind of invective, that it was like, you know, basically telling me I should kill myself is what the publishers were saying. You know, it's, 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 and they're all uniform, you know. People like you should not exist. So that's just a little bit of how my day goes. Oh, well, the Lord... Wouldn't let that alone. I'm back at it now, getting the same treatment. Even worse now than before. Even if I'm better now, I'm getting, it's worse. The better I get, the worse they treat you. You know that. Because the better you get, the more of a threat that you are to them. So you get marked down even further. You know, avoid this piece of shit. But all your hard work, you can't look at it that way. The only way you survive in my world is if you, if the Lord has taught you that you do unto him, he's 100% of the time. You don't do it for them. You don't give a flying you-know-what about uh, you know, approval from people who are completely mind-controlled. You have to go in there and bust open the paradigm. 
And if you don't slay it, hey, if the Lord puts you in there, he'll do something with it. It may not be what you hoped. But, you know, that's the way you've got to go at it. You cannot uh, take it personally. You know, you can't say, I worked for three years on this book, and and I poured my heart and soul into it, and now I've gotten rejected by a vanity publisher. I, I can't do anything. I just, I just wish I was dead. Okay, that is, n- if you go into it with that attitude, you probably will be dead. A lot of people have committed suicide after th- episodes like that. But when the Lord calls you, it's like, but see, they're not your daddy. You, you may even have an agent. That agent's not your daddy. Understand, God is your daddy. What he thinks is what matters. What integrity you have, what you brought to bear, that you put your all into it, you know, whatever kind of particular, peculiar talent he gave you, that is what is going to count in the end. Same thing with the music. I mean, the music, people just, uh, they didn't get it. Then Ten years later, you know, I get comments like, hey, that's really good. <laughs> But back when I did it, you didn't get it, right? No, I didn't get it. Then. It's okay, it's free. Shit on it all you want, it's free. I'm also good at selecting music. I know, I know good music. I play that and you shit on that too. You shit on everything. But you know, in the end, in the end, as long as we remain true and walk the righteous path of God, you know, and we don't, so it's very important not to condemn your perceived enemies, like people that mark you down or they you know, put a foot out to trip you or steal your stuff or whatever they're going to do. You can't, you, the, spiritual warfare demands that because of the love of God, that stuff bounces right off our armor. And if it's not bouncing off like you have old wounds from mommy, mommy, mommy issues or something like that, where everything is triggering you, then the Lord has to heal that because you can't serve the Lord when you're being triggered. Can not. Because that's a victory for the world, you being triggered. Not for the Lord. You being not affected by whatever the heck they're going to do it, you know, because you're so filled with joy of the Lord and you're going to go straight on, and you're going to you're going to prophesy. You're going to you're going to heal people. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to just be that vessel, and be that happy warrior. And whatever they say, whatever they do, you just you know, like I take I take. They, well, I just say, well, I go well. I, according, according to you, I'm just not very good at what I do. Well, why do you continue to do it? Uh, because the Lord has me doing it, and because I enjoy doing it. So I'm going to. You know, what, you, go ahead and take your best shot. Let's see where we all wind up in the end. And if you don't have that uh, that kind of... Well, the Lord broke me into that. It was a matter of breaking, but it's also a matter of healing from the past because I had a lot of childhood trauma, which made it so that I could be triggered easily. You know what I mean? And so that's the... That whole thing was the work of the Lord to get that off of me. To get it off of me. Off of me, what off of you? 
the idea that somebody forward in time, 10 or 15 years, could bring you back to where you were when you were 15 or 16. Uh, you know, that the perceived gang stalking, if it's going on, that it would even, that, that it would elicit any more than a, that a few chuckles would show that you need to go back to the factory for retooling. The Lord is so bright and is perfection. Doesn't need healing. And that power is you. You have that power. So you're already complete. So whatever you do here on earth, whatever he has you doing, you're doing for him. And just, you know, what else will I be doing it for? He doesn't want our gifts to go to waste. So let's see what he does with it. But it's terrible. I mean, it's it's uh, the kind of behavior I've seen, you know, the kind of trolling that I've seen for independent films. I mean, not just us, but across the board. There's one guy at like a one point a one point two rating because they came in and somebody, you know, put a bunch of ones at the bottom of his of his voting, and he was brought all the way down from like a six point eight to a, a two point one. By by people that, you know, like you know, the people like a hundred and fifty ones overnight. Well, you know that's a, those are bots that someone paid for. You, you know what I mean? And and he said, you know, is there any way to get that? It's it's not for me so much. I've gotten used to it. He says it's for the cast and the crew that worked so hard to bring this movie out. We were up above a six, which is pretty good for an indie film because they don't have the money to compete with the big. Hollywood films, you know. And, um, you know, if I could have a little bit of our dignity back. And they said, no, absolutely not. Our algorithms are perfect. That's the score that you deserve. That's where you are in the world market. That's where your talent is. 1.2. Maybe 1.3 on a good day. You're going to have to accept that you're a piece of shit. You're going to accept that you're no good. You're going to accept that you should kill yourself. You're going to accept that you're a big loser. You're going to accept that you should have never been born. You're going to accept all of that and more because I am mommy. And I'm going to cheat and lie. I'm going to pump up the studio and I'm going to send the Indies to hell. How do you like that? Because I work for Amazon. I work for Jeff Bezos. And that's exactly... Well, that's exactly. So Ben was getting excited over the speech. That is exactly what they do. So I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with social media. I don't want anything to do with anybody. Except what the Lord wants me to do. Right? And that's really the source of my joy. Is God. And let the persecution be public. You know, whenever I see the Christians and their accolades, they're up nine out of ten, and they got all these scores. You know, there's the same system, the same hypocrisy going on in the Christian world. That same hierarchy goes on there too. If you're an indie Christian, go down to the shitter and drink the toilet water. If you're in the system of the big churches, you go right to the top, Sonny. We'll make sure your rating stays up there. 
Yeah, yeah, you work for us. Okay? So, all of entertainment is mind-controlled. It's a contest for what they're going to let out, what's going to bury. So I would say if you want to see real stuff, you go look through the independent films. Not the, you know, going to the IFC channel is not independent film. You know, see, all they're going to show you is stuff that's like really woke. You know, you're never going to get the real thing. Anything else they're going to say, it's white supremacist or it's a, a, you know, right-wing extremist. And they're going to, you know, cancel it, bury it, put it out, you know what I mean, no matter what you do. But I think the offending thing for uh, these hypocrites in America who think they can judge me is the most offensive thing in the world is that my Misha character is not in the LGBTQ club because she's more of a free spirit. She's just not into joining political movements or getting involved in any of that. She's, she was uh, trans before, way before it was cool. She is the real deal. Exactly the way I know people like that. It's just the very real deal. You really, you really feel sorry for her, too. But these people, no, 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 no. You didn't jump through hoop X, Y, and Z. Rejected. You just got bounced from a vanity public. Imagine a, a vanity, someone you pay with your money, they actually give you your money back. And they say your money is no good here. And all they do all day long is publish bad novels, because I read some of them. I mean, they're bad. They, they're, most of them are so bad they shouldn't be published by a real publisher. They shouldn't be. They're not, they don't deserve it. All day long, they're editing unedible crap. <laughs> so that's the way the world is. That's the view I have. And, you know, people say, well, all you got to do is, you know, you switch sides for a minute. If you just made any gesture at all that you wanted to play ball, this will all change. Yes, but you see, then you get addicted to your own success, and then you worry about your rating online, and then you, you worry about the reviews coming out, and then you start worrying about this and that. You start worrying how, it's, how you're going to look. And, you know, you know, you start trying to get them not to mock you and not to, you know, to, to delegitimize you. And before you know it, you're sold out so many different ways that God doesn't even recognize you anymore. You clearly don't care about God. All you care about is your reputation. <laughs> so, yeah, so thank God I'm going through this little... Uh, you know, thing, because it's really, you know, making you really have to choose, you know, what is really important, you know? Is it really that important for someone to, you know, put 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 you, your name, your image in lights? Is that what's important? And the, is the arts all about you know, your name? Or is it about the art you're creating? Yeah. <laughs>
There's a great French film called Tous les Matins du Monde, which, uh, you know, I would recommend. And it had, uh, had this dichotomy in it. And it had a guy that was a great, uh, I don't know if it was cello, viol? There was a viol back then, right? In the 1700s, whatever. The viol. And this about this guy that was like the best viol player. And he wasn't going to sell out. So he would play every night by himself. He'd pour some red wine, of course, and he had a place in the country where he'd play his viol. And every day he practiced and played the most sweetest sounds. And the head of the, the big orchestra in Paris, played by Gerard Depardieu, remember him, the uh, charismatic French actor, big guy? Well, he, uh, he used to stink to this guy's house because he knew how good he was. He knew he was special. He knew that he was also, you know, put down, you know, ignored. No one would ever think anything of him. But he discovered him out there. Someone better than anybody in that big orchestra that would entertain. I'm not quite clear on the timing of this. Were they entertaining the king? Was it Louis XVI right before the revolution? I don't know. I can't remember. But it looked like they were dressed up in fuffles and... You know what I mean? Wigs and whatnot. And he'd sneak out there. And he'd listen. And he'd weep and weep. And there it was. There it is. And uh, why would he weep? Well, because this is a universal truth. And unfortunately, in this stupid, now stupid world, dumb world, nobody can even talk about it, let alone write about it. Because they don't have the chops of thinking anymore, of communication. They become derelict. So now we're adrift. And nobody knows where the center is. And uh, <laughs> it's an interesting place to be. But I can tell you this. That line is still there. And those who cross it hoping to, you know, to, to, to glorify themselves, which is really what it is. You cross that line to glorify yourself, not your work. It's yourself. It's you. It's your ego. You're the God now. You're the creator. Versus the one who will will remain intact. The one who can articulate. The one who doesn't just cry but understands why there needs to be tears. There's another book called uh, a short story by Herman Melville. I don't know if his was he influenced by Nathaniel Hawthorne. I'm not quite sure on that, but he, uh, you know, had Bartleby the Scrivener. We all know that story, and he just, you know, brought to the same place. You know, it's, it's, it was a, you know, the guy would say in the law firm. <laughs> 
Bartleby, please do this. I prefer not to, sir. One day he's just started saying I prefer not to to everybody until finally he, he wound up in prison where he died. That's the story. And the guy who ran the law firm, he just couldn't believe it. He tried to save Bartleby. He tried to reason with him. He tried to, to he said, why are you doing this to all of us? It turned out Bartleby wasn't doing anything to anyone. He was, you know, living, he was existing as he was. But you see, <laughs> later when you devolve into hackneyed thinking and idiotic sound bites and a dumb digital culture like this, what ends up happening is you say, well, we need to eliminate those people and then we'll be happy. But the only thing is, just like Gerard Depardieu sneaking off to listen, everybody left behind would realize they're, you know, they'd be missing something and they would all probably kill themselves. Because like I said, there's no point for God to sustain a world of people who hate God. I mean, would you do that? No. I mean, it's not even compassionate. It's not love. It would just be foolishness. God is no fool. So, you know, it is what it is. And when you, you know, are seen as a rebel or whatever, they're, 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 more often than not, they're not going to stand with you. They're going to, you know, try to do what they did to Alex Jones, or they, what is it, a trillion dollars? <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, it's really newsworthy, isn't it? I predict that he will be the mainstream news in the future. I'm not a news junkie, but for people that like that sort of thing, uh, he will be running the entire show. I have no doubt, especially, listen, you throw rocks like that at him, he gets back up off of this, the world's over. Yep, another, you heard it here. I don't see, what evidence mounts up that looks like I could be wrong? I stick with whatever God gave me. And then eventually, you know what I mean? I can't go back and forth. I don't do that. Let me be wrong then. But I haven't really been. You see what I mean? And people have these theories. They go, oh, well, we better recheck that. That might be fake news. No, no, you get a word. You know, this is what's happening. And you get a word about a guy like Alex Jones. And the word is that he is the mainstream news, even right now. But I mean, he will become only more and more solidified. And he will, if there are, you know, is there, if... Whatever we end up with as a society, if it's not a cyborg society, he will be one of the wealthiest people in the world from it as well, which I know drives people nuts. I, I've, none of us make any money, but it's okay. See, if it bothered me, then I'd have another issue with God, wouldn't I? Why should it bother anybody? If he sells products and makes money and now he's lost everything in bankruptcy, but he is the mainstream news. And uh, and also the all the offshoots of him, you know, all those people like who are kind of doing the same thing, they're all going to be the mainstream news as well. And that's already that's actually a done deal already. It's just the world has not caught up with that yet. Everybody listens to InfoWars from the military, secret societies, all over the world. The numbers are insane. And uh and that's I know there are people that don't like Alex. Look, I'm, I'm not, I don't care. 
I did get muted by Elon Musk. I called him the Antichrist, but I was really considering him to be a type of Antichrist. I was thinking about that because he wore that outfit, you know, which I still, you know, would like to hear an explanation about. And, uh, and you know, just typical, I'm censored. And he censored me. Isn't that funny? Guy that wants free speech. So I don't have a glowing report on Elon right now. Having been kind of, now I'm, now I'm kind of kicked out of Twitter again. Yeah, no, none of my stuff could be, you know what I mean? It's like the old shadow man is back. Then there's a guy posing as Christopher Ray, who uh, liked a tweet I did after, uh, on Biden's page. That was the first tweet up. And he said, I'm signing bills and we're having nothing but success and victories. And I wrote, my tweet was, a child likes to play. And he liked it. Then I went around looking for all the... It looked just like the FBI. Just everything was, you know, just like an FBI page. And I kept checking and rechecking. It seemed like the real deal. Finally, I called for help from a friend, and she figured out that that it was a a fake account, thank God. Because I was like, whoa. Why would this guy... Was he... And then, then I looked at the other likes he had. And they were all like extreme, like January Sixers and you know Trump supporters and anti-government types, and then you know the, those were the things he liked. I thought we just were gaslit big time by this. So I may not be there since I'm, I'm you know, I'm invisible again. So I may not, you know, there's no sense in me being anywhere. Well, what are you going to do about it? My circumstances in life dictated the way I wound up. There's no changing your orientation. That's to reality. There's just no way. I am what I've been. I was that way when I was born. I'm that way now. It's just God made me a way and it made me to go, you know, I'm going to go with the truth. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to try to prevaricate. I, you know, I've tried, and even now God's going to beat out of me any kind of, schmoozing, tweenering, you know, being a tweener, any of that stuff, you know, to, 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 to be liked, to, to sell your soul to be liked, to, to be loved, to be wanted, to be... I, I can't... Those, it doesn't... There isn't... I'm not trying... It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, because, because I'm, I'm being honest. I'm honestly what you see. If they don't like me for what it is, there's nothing I can do to change it. You're talking about the soul. You're talking about the inner core. You're talking about the, the light that's within me. You know, we're going to squelch it out so to get a few likes. I mean, you got to be out of your mind. Without the light, I wouldn't be alive. There'd be, I'd be just a carcass here. And Jesus is the light. As so well proven in John 1, he is the light. He is the light in the darkness. The darkness comprehends it not. There's that line again. And that line would... So with all these Christians kind of having to have schmoozing and having margaritas and making deals and lusting after the neighbor's wife and all that, what, what, what do you make of all that? Oh, no, I, believe me, I'm not saying I'm beyond sin myself, No. You know, although you know, my main sins are really trying to trying to self medicate. 
you know, from the from the pain, and I'm, I'm kind of got that under control a little bit, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's uh, a, a very, uh, you know, nobody I know that has gone through the scourge of the world that's dead now. None of them even, you know, they didn't even know what was going on. They're so pure-hearted. They didn't, they didn't even know there was this whole thing with the line and all the different, you know, the things we've discussed here. They didn't even know. They just thought they were sh- pure shit, that they should have ever been born, and they took care of it. Because that's, that's what the world told them. That's what their parents told them. That's what the school told them. That's what the peers told them. They told them this every day. They even played tricks and gaslighting to try to set it up, a murder to get it, to make it look like a suicide. You know, and why'd they do that? Well, why did they reject the stone? Uh, the, 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 the builders reject the stone. That would be the foundation of the world, of, of all building. Why would they do that? if they knew that the building would be collapsing on them one day. Why would they do that? Indeed. That's the whole purpose. So, next topic. Separation. Oh, who those worlders hate to hear you say the word here are the words that makes them crazy with fear. Separation, that Jesus separates us from this scourge of you know man's ego, man's, man playing God, man's gaslighting, man's totalitarianism. It's typical default of man. No, God separates us and says, look, Stay separate. Come out from her. Or you will hear the seven most upsetting words ever spoken in any language. Depart from me, I never knew you, Jesus will tell you. Depart from me, I never knew you. Why? Because you're not separate. You're part of. Therefore, I never knew you because you never gave me a chance. Not because of me, Jesus, but because of you never giving me a chance. But I did everything they told me to do. But you you never tried to ask me about it. You never repented. You never... We're sorry. You just went around being a big time Christian and going to concerts and going to having your culture and having your families and eating and drinking and giving in marriage. Keeping all your abominations secret because you couldn't afford to let people know the real sins you've done and then confiding in your pastors who then held you hostage with blackmail. I never knew you. 
You never asked me for help. You never really cried out to me when you prayed and that was fine and you prayed and that was fine, but you never just really had to know me because there was always another distraction. You never, like, had no way out but me. There's always another way. Well, then who will be saved? Well, you know, go back to the Sermon on the Mount. Most of the people there are saved, especially the meek who inherit the earth. Why do they inherit the earth? Because they're, they're the chosen of God. The ones downtrodden here are on the other side of this thing, you know, <laughs> exalted there. Not through their own exaltation, of course, but by God putting them there. Depart from me, I never knew ye. <laughs> but we've got to get along with him. Oh, well, sure. You know, this one guy said, hey, you want to make it in Hollywood as a, a sound designer, mixer, producer, whatever. Get beyond, uh, you know, schlepping coffee and cleaning windows. You ever want to get beyond that? Learn how to schmooze, which means butter them up. But what does John say? Do not offer them Godspeed, but you're going to do that. You've done that. Depart from me, I never knew you. Uh, or better said, you rejected me. That's why I never knew you. While you flourished in your Christian culture with a lot of attaboys on your back. You managed to have two or three affairs and embezzle some money, and nobody ever, you never got caught doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not for everybody. You know, Jesus is not for everybody. I mean, it's obviously, it's not strength, you know. It's weakness. In, in our weakness, he is strong. That's really more the principle of it. I'm weak. I've been battled on all sides. Lord, please help me. They're, they're, tearing, them down my, they're tearing down my business. They're tearing down this. They're tearing down that. They want to haul me off. And, so, and, 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 and God goes, yeah. And? <laughs> Can you help me, Lord, Please. Please. And obviously, the Lord can and does, but it's this subtle thing. It's always the opposite. Striving equals failing, but striving in the world equals succeeding, but with God it's failing. <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't work hard, no. But you see, it's that... It's that Momentary lapse where you forget that you know, you know God's there, and then you start doing it on your own, and you start getting upset, and other people are hurting you, and and that's when you must get into close fellowship, repentance, acceptance of God, and be the 
enjoy, if you're not in joy in that moment where things are going chaotic and going against you and the demons are playing it, poltergeist activity, mean people, demons coming out from outer space, whatever the whole thing is. <laughs> God is joy. So if you're not in that joy during that chaos, then you're blowing it. I mean, blowing it for you, for certain, but I mean, blowing the, not understanding the efficacy of the love of God in that moment. The, the, the desperation to have that love, because knowing that would cure all things. So the seeking of that in that moment would be, avoiding that would show that, do you even know what the love of God is? Do you know the power of God? Do you, do you have, has God healed you in any way? And the answer may be yes, well, what happened here? What, why, why did you try to take the reins back here and, you know, and basically tell God to go away? Why did you do that? Indeed, you know, why did I do that? So that's 2023, and, you know, if you don't mind listening to a little bit of my own you know, testimony and you know, a little game of chicken we're playing. And, you know, I, nobody, I'd never ask anyone here for any, anything, you know, support or anything in those ways, but I'm just saying that uh, things I've seen are so, you know, Nasty, that the only response you could possibly have is, okay, well, an honest response, God let us here. And so let's see what God does. (laughs) So therefore, you don't take it back. Right? You don't grab back on and solve it. Uh. Okay, I think it's going to become a lot more clear this next year what's going on. The people that have sown to the world system will become, you know, obviously the slaves. They'll take the ID and they'll do the whole thing. Because they've got to have that approval, don't they? Mommy, please approve of... Take this chip. Okay, you're a prisoner now. I don't care. I need mommy, please. Oh, good boy. Oh, thank you, mommy. Okay, give me chips and, you know, I'll, you'll be cut off the heads of Christians and what else? Okay, mommy, mommy, mommy. So that's that thing. And then so for the Christians, it's more like we just, you know, doing the best we can, you know, under the, power of the Lord, which is pure power. And if they're going to kill us, we send them joy and love because, you know, that's what God wants us to do. It's because they have nothing to do with it. See, the reason for joy and love to the enemy is not just to heap hot coals, but because they've got nothing to do with this situation we're in. They're not part of this situation. 
They're just like NPCs. They, they really don't have anything to do with what's going on. So you don't hate them. You, you don't know them. You don't hate them. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you know. And that whole thing about what God wants, you know, and from us and how, you know, reversals, disappointment, upset, IRS audits, unfair treatment, thrown in prison, false witness, blah, 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 you know, um, the, what God expects, right? On all of those things, whether you're trying to make something, you know, when you start being careful about being canceled and this and that and watching your words, your P's and Q's and, you know, trying to somehow appease this thing, that's where, that's America. But that's where God has to do this work. He's going to make sure that all we have is joy. That makes sense? All we have is power. All we have is love. All we have is joy. We don't want them to hurt the children. We get upset, we get angry, but ultimately... um, it goes to God, knowing we've said something, we've done something, we've done what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. And um, we've done, you know, when it gets dicey like that, we get into prayer, and then there's a need right after the prayer to go grab onto it again. You know, that, that just, it's a, it's a misunderstanding. It's a, it's a, there needs to be a hard wire to God that's just like, God is light, God is truth, God is total success, God is victory. That's what he is. So if I have that in my life, I've got the victory. So anything else is, you know, I'm already you know, the, the richest man, the most successful man. The, the, the anointed man, the this man, the that. I'm, I'm already those things. Even if, it doesn't matter if the world recognizes, you know, I'm in the family, whatever, in the thing of God, and that's just joy and, and, and truth and light and nothing else going on. So I think by keeping this in mind, I think we're going to be less upset this year. I think this year is going to be a not a time of, Oh my God, did you see what they did there? Hey, they're doing this over there. Hey, over there, this is going on. Hey, down there, this is going on. Hey, they're doing stuff all over the world. They're blowing up these food plants and they're going to starve us. <laughs> okay, so all of that, God did not give us a spirit of fear, right? And we shall fear no man. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. So I really have nothing to worry about. The only thing I got to worry about is making sure that when we're sharing the Lord, that people are getting inspired. To you know, basically, it's a default. It's, it's coming home. It's your home. Your home is not darkness. Your home is light. You can't live without light. <laughs> okay, he's got the ball. All right, let me see that ball. Let me see that. Come on, Ben. 
Man. Oh, this is the yellow bar. This, I haven't seen this one. There he goes. He got it. He's bringing it back. Look out. Oh, God, here he goes. He, jumped. he gets behind me with this yellow ball that squeaks. Well, anyway. You know, so we'll just keep on going like we're going. I think, you know, the staff report will will be for those... For the few, <laughs> you know, it's not not not. But what's the alternative? Getting hurt by the world, worrying what people think, um, confiding in the wrong people, being unequally yoked with unbeliever, being being equally yoked with unbelievers, <laughs> buttering them up. but that's unfortunately what these uh, you know they're going to have to learn that lesson because I'm not saying they're not of God I'm saying they're out of God but they're they're still trying to get the um, I suppose it wouldn't be it would be like a witch thing but uh, yeah the witches are there of course running things and making sure that, uh, you know, good people get inducted and then fall. And then once you've fallen, do you repent or do you get back up in their circle? And uh, I think I got the ball here. Where's the ball? Oh, there it is. I got it. Here you go. Ah, uh, went all the way. He got it, though. All right, it's been... <laughs> and he brought it back. Okay, you can play with that there for a while. Anyway, yeah, I got to get around to some other dogs, but it's um, yeah. And you know what? Even though it's overcast today, cold and weird out there, I consider this a really powerful sunny day. A powerful understanding. You know, when I see people, they go, "Well." <laughs> You know, I got 5.6 million views, you know, boats, and I love God all the way. You know, I know, I know there's there's a form you can do that, you know, there's no excuse. I mean, you know, I'm willing to accept that I'm just a complete failure <laughs> in one way, but a complete success. And I, I, I'm going to just do what the Lord will have me do. And uh, whatever, being embarrassed for being uh, me, uh, that's something that, um, you know, would lead me to suicide in the past, but now it, it seems like I'm over it. So I think that's the important thing, that we get over things like that, because anything that's a little bit different in the world, even a different background, different education, different uh, clothing, anything, as that culture um, usually will be punished, but not by God. Uh, Not by God. In other words, God will... (laughs) 
Do you have the ability and the power to stand up and be yourself while they're out pointing and laughing at you? No, I don't. But my Lord gives me that strength. And then when I'm so absorbed in the spirit of God, which is the spirit of me, which is the spirit of I am, then I am simply laughing. You know, and it's, it's like, well, what do you care about? I care about everyone. I care. I would love to see everybody. Hey, get off of Eli. Keep that ball. Come on, Eli. Get on there. All right, stay, you stay in your spot, and Eli will stay in his. Eli's an old man now. Hey, okay. Don't just put the ball where you're torturing Eli with it. No. Okay. Huh? He may squeak the ball for you in a second. You gonna squeak the ball? It will squeak. If I try to get it, he'll bite me. He won't let me have it. Okay, give me the give me the ball. Give me the ball. Come on, give me the ball. Okay, literally puts it in my hand and takes it away. Literally in my hand and takes it away. Okay, guys. Well, another rip-roaring day, and I was really happy to get all these Zeph reports out to you during this time because this is the time that's so tough out there. You know, when you're estranged from your family. Okay, here, here's my hand right here. There. People estranged from their families and their friends and their loved ones and worrying about finances and health. And all these horrible things out there and a gloomy day and what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Okay? So in some small way, hopefully this will give you stuff to think about that, you know, maybe put a smile on your face where, listen, if, when the world gets wind of, you know, messages like this or talks like this, they just get all bummed out. But when you hear it, you get all joyful. You know why? Because you're being liberated from that slavery, from that human slavery. You're being lifted up beyond the stars. You're being lifted up. The person that you know you are in the relationship that you know uh, with God that is, you know, supplants your mother and father and grandpa and grandma and all the dysfunctional people in your life and, uh, you know, puts you in your place. And then you see from there, you go, Lord, let me help you gather more souls. Let me find the lost. Let me find those prodigal sons and daughters out there. They've got to be getting scared at some point, don't they? Evil's coming closer and closer. You know, we've seen pictures of Japanese internment camps and Chinese internment camps and, you know, the, the Burma, you know, stuff and, you know, the, the prison camps in Vietnam, but, you know, the... You know, people love starving is what I mean. And you see how they're treated. You see the the bones. And you see they, they barely have any life left in them, even though they had plenty to feed them. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to uh, be daunted, really, by that. I mean, yes, you feel bad, you shed some tears, but you're going to be 
Lord, please help us overcome this. Please restore those people. Please stop the psychopaths from destroying the world and the food supply. Please stop their evil system. Let them see what it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Hmm. Well, I want to believe that. <laughs> Keep playing the same thing over and over, but I... I know there'll be new music as soon as I can get my studio fixed. I got things I want to do. You know what? Let's put on that one thing that everyone hates. <laughs> See if I can find it, okay? Just happened to have it right here. Well, it's not nice. Here you go. A blast from the past. Good to be here This time of year Time to celebrate Your great victory Come on up here, Buck Alright, girls Show him what he's won This is your life, Buck. Look at all the people here to cheer you on. Oh, don't mind that. That's the vat of blood. <laughs> now you might wonder... What is he up to now? Get that spotlight on Buck. Hey, Buck. Come on up here and get your reward. Girls, show him what he's won. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. I know you think you know where you're going, but don't you understand? We're always there. Ahead of you, Buck. Buck? Now, I didn't want this to happen. You're not supposed to be afraid. You're a big, strong man. Remember that. Girls, show him what he's won. The only problem is, only the dead go there. <laughs> we'll be there, waiting. We'll be there, waiting. We'll be there, waiting. We'll be there, waiting. 
Waiting